Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On the front lines of Houston sports. Let's go! You're in the trenches with N.D. Kalou. N.D. Kalou. Welcome in. Happy Monday to everybody out there in Radio Land. I am N.D. Kalu. He is Big Sarge of Big Sarge Sports sitting in for Chris Gordy as he's getting ready to do something in the woodlands involving the red hot Houston Astros tonight. So you'll definitely be able to hear him later on in the show. Jacob on the other side of the glass making it happen until 12 noon talking all things sports with an emphasis on the number one sport in the history of sports, American football. But Today is the day we crown a national champion when it comes to men's NCAA basketball. We've already crowned the women's. Shout out to Stanford Women's Basketball for winning their third national championship by beating the Arizona Wildcats 54-53. to And Arizona was there because they upset Gonzaga. Excuse me. I keep wanting to say Gonzaga, UConn, uh, to get to the championship game. So I want to credit you, Big Sarge. I do support women's sports, you know, being a Division One athlete. We have a respect for all of our athletes. But I was kind of half-heartedly watching the women's tournament. But you're like, man, <laughs> these are some good games. You've been saying that since the Sweet 16. So I made it a point uh, to check out UConn, Arizona. And I was telling my son how big of an upset, you know, throughout the whole game. Arizona yeah. d- dominated that whole game. I was like, man, this would be a huge upset and got him into it. So, Big shout out to you, but congratulations to Stanford for beating Arizona 54-53. But the big game tonight, Baylor will be taking on Gonzaga after Baylor crushed Houston 78-59. Shout out to all the Cougs out there. Whose house? Cougs house. But Baylor will go on to take Gonzaga. A game that should have taken place in December, but it was postponed. No, it was canceled. I guess now we can say it was postponed. It was canceled due to COVID. I will say this. I was dead wrong. And this isn't about me, you know, but I was dead wrong going into the weekend. I thought the Baylor Houston game was going to be what we got out of Gonzaga UCLA. I thought that was going to be the close game come down to the fourth quarter, maybe even overtime. And Gonzaga was going to blow out UCLA. It was the other way around Baylor with their defense, with with their whole team. It's not just about Jared Butler, their star player. They had five guys score double digits. So Baylor, their great defense, the entire team scoring. They crush University of Houston. Then you have Gonzaga, and it takes a miracle shot from Jalen Suggs in overtime to win that game. So I had it reversed, but either way, it looks like the two best teams will be playing each other tonight. Yeah, shout out to the uh, University of Houston men's basketball team. They had a great season, but the reason why on Friday that I picked Baylor is because Baylor is good on both ends. And so if they get you down, it's hard for you to come back against them because you you can stop them on the offensive end, but then you got to come down and score against them on the defensive end. And so in order to do that, you got to have a complete team. So that's why I had 
uh, Baylor beating the University of Houston because University of Houston doesn't have enough or didn't have enough scoring to me. So when I watched that game and I wa- when, when I started to see the University of Houston go down by more and more points, I, I knew – that it was going to be very hard for them to come back. And then in that second game. Well, 45 20 at halftime. That's <laughs> that when you start. You, you know what? That's when you start playing the dominoes and just kind of having it, around, having it on as background noise. Because when they were down 45 20 at, at halftime, uh, it was kind of like, hey, this has been a great run. Yeah. And then in that second game, I knew that it's hard to beat a team three times. And so I knew that Gonzaga wasn't going to blow UCLA out. Side note. Remember I sat here, what was it, about a week ago, week and a half ago, and I told Chris during the break, hey, man, Johnny Juzang is a monster. And, I, and I'm and i going to be honest with you, Indy. I didn't watch him the entire year. I started watching him in the first playing game against Michigan State. And he just reminds me of, I don't know if you remember this player or not, Brandon Roy, who used to play for Portland. I mm-hmm. think that he blew out both Rookie of his knees. Of the year. Yeah. He reminds me of him because he gets to his spots exactly where he wants to be. So... You know, I, I, I like that second game, but I, I got I got Baylor tonight. And I know you probably was going to wait to ask that, but I just ask that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, this is a good segment for it because I will say this, this, despite the talk of what happened to college basketball, why isn't a college basketball like the days of uh, the Fab Five, the UNLV running Rebels, Christian Leitner and the Duke Blue Devils with Grant Hill. And, it, you know, that those were some memorable times back then. It was fun just watching the regular season. I will say this, regardless of the reason why and, and all the debates, is it because of the one and done because your best players are going straight to the NBA? I don't care who's playing the NBA, excuse me, the NCAA tournament is very exciting. And what it does, if you're being truthful with everyone and yourself, it at least it allows you to do a crash course on the players, on the Drew Timmies of the world who represents the Dallas area playing for Gonzaga. And, and you, you learn more about Jalen Suggs. And Jalen Suggs is an Allen Iverson type of player who had scholarship to play Division One football and basketball. So he's a pure athlete. You, you know, it allows you to learn more about each of these players and the coaches and what they represent. But the tournament has been, for me, it, it's just been amazing. And I think it's going to end the way it's supposed to end with the two best teams playing each other. Look, I love the Cinderella story as much as the next man or woman, but I also want to see the best team win. When you have a tournament where if you have one bad game, you're just out of it, so you don't have a chance to prove yourself like in the NBA when you have a series. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that it appears with Baylor and Gonzaga taking the stage tonight, the two best teams are playing. Yeah, and if we're keeping it 100, Indy, if we're being honest with ourselves, yeah, I I would have liked to see this. If you ask, if you ask me, when the beginning of the uh, men's basketball season started, hey, who, what two teams you want to see play at the end? I'd have said these are the two teams that I want to see play, because Gonzaga is a really good team. They are really, really good. But I have always been impressed by what Baylor has done over these last couple of years in order to put themselves back on national prominence when it comes to the basketball team. So, and, and think, look. I don't know if there's anything worse than the Penn State controversy from years ago, but if there is a second, it's what Baylor, it's what Scott Drew inherited with Baylor uh, 20 years ago. You're talking about murder, cheating scandals, drugs, uh, drugs, whatever it may be, it happened and he left. Uh, it was a Valparaiso or whatever he was at, the the school with the V. He left there to go to Baylor (laughs) and... People were like, why would you want to go to Baylor? And they said at the time, he said, you can only go up from here. And Mm -hmm. 
he's definitely taking them up to the point where they might have a chance to win a national championship. So, yeah, that that's amazing. Now, it's taken a while. It's taken a long time, but he's turned that into a great program. And you can say the same with Gonzaga. When you look at Gonzaga and Coach Few, he was the assistant coach. Then in 1999, from 1999, they've made the tournament every single year. You know, they've turned that into a powerhouse. So, And, and these aren't the major state schools. Yeah. You know, like outside of the Seattle area or in Texas, not too many people know Baylor. Not too many people know Gonzaga. But you know North Carolina. You know Kentucky. Yeah. You know Duke. Uh, you know Michigan's. And those aren't the schools that are being represented, but those are schools that have been built into uh, powerhouses when it comes to basketball. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great thing. Side, it, side note, Indy. Mm-hmm. Hey, you think that they got the uh, you think they got the U of H stuff on sale at Academy now? Ooh, wow. What? That's below the belt. How is that below the belt? Below the belt. You're trying to get cheap U of H gear because they lost to, to Baylor. Really, That's I just bad. want to get stuff that say Houston on it. Mm-hmm. And why, know, But why would it be on sale? Not unless they had a, a championship shirt like they do with the Super Bowl. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, like what? It it should they they're not in the final four anymore, so it, you know they what? should be on sale, right? I'm just, I'm asking, Indy. It should be on sale. I put it like this: when send your hate <laughs> emails to bigsarge.com, bigsarge.com. When y'all lost the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. When y'all lost to the Patriots, right? Yes, two thousand four. When y'all lost the Super Bowl, right? They already had those shirts printed up just in case y'all would have won. Where them shirts go? I don't think they had our <laughs> I think they're like, let's wait and have it ready as soon. We were playing Tom Brady and uh, the New England Patriots. I don't think they had those uh, printed up. I hear they go to third world countries. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just saying before they ship them out, they should put them on sale at least 50% off. But if U of H would have won against Baylor, what shirt is that? What you mean? It would have been a national championship shirt. They'd have, no. They had that ready. No, because that just allows them to play in the national championship game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They would have had those. They they would have printed those out immediately. But I'm talking about the ones that have you know Final Four on them, but they have Houston or uh, like this hat. This hat I have mm-hmm. on. You see, how it just says Houston up right. front, but on the side it has U of H. I found this at Academy on sale, but I like it because it says Houston. Right. So that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. Okay, but but I don't know if it's gonna go on sale because they still represent it. You know, this come from a rice guy. I'll pay full price for a U of H basketball shirt right now. You won't I'm proud. pay full price for shoes. Because I'm proud of them boys. They represented the city very, very well. And now Baylor has a chance to represent the state very well. So is that your heart saying Baylor over Gonzaga? Or is it when you look at the defense, Jared Butler and co., you really feel like they're going to have enough firepower to shut down Jalen Suggs, Drew Timmy, and the rest of those guys? Here's the thing, Indy. The the consensus number one overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft is going to be Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State, right? Mm-hmm. Baylor plays Oklahoma State two times a year, right? They play, they've already played Cade Cunningham. They even played him in, I think they played him in a tournament, if I'm not mistaken, but they played a player way better than Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs, his, his weakness is he doesn't have a great jump shot. Whereas he, so he's not a natural scorer. He leads that team. So Baylor's like, we've already seen, we know what to do. And they have two shutdown guards who will put that D on you and then come down, put the defense on you, and then they'll come down and they'll score on you. Because if you look at the game on Saturday night against Gonzaga, they could stop, they they could stop um UCLA. They could stop their guards. All they had to do was worry about Juzane. But and, and I forgot the guy, the the center. But now they have Baylor has scores all over the court, so they're going to make Suggs work harder on the defensive end 
And he, because he's deficient in jump uh, jump shooting on the offensive end, that's how it's going to work. Baylor going to win by seven. <laughs> First of all, good take. Yeah. Basketball, I don't ever predict a score. <laughs> just the fact that you're saying they're going to win is enough. But but we'll see. I, I just we'll, – we'll see. With Gonzaga, you know, obviously they're undefeated. They're not just playing for the championship. They're playing for the first undefeated team uh, since 1976. I think the Indiana Hoosiers were able to do it. But, hey, I, I don't know if there's any – now – Obviously, Baylor's lost twice this season, if I'm not mistaken. So, Gonzaga, it'll be an upset if Baylor wins. But when you break it down, when you look at the players, when you look at the coaching, when you look at the defense, I think this game is up in the air. And it's just going to be that much more enjoyable to watch tonight. Quick timeout. We are the most interactive show in H-Town. If you want to jump in, 713-212-5790. How about those Astros putting a butt whipping on Oakland A's? We'll talk about that and so much more in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. You always feel like you could have done more. That's as impressive as it gets. Baylor advances to the championship game. That's right. Baylor will advance and they'll take on Gonzaga, who beat UCLA 93 to 90 as Jalen Suggs banks in a buzzer beater in overtime to beat the Bruins one of the few times I've actually jumped out of my seat to yell at the television when watching a sporting event. We are in the trenches only on Sports Talk 790, the most interactive show in H-Town. If you want to jump in, 713-212-5790, just like Mark. What's going on, Mark? Hey, guys. How are you? How are you? Good to talk to you. Uh, Before I get to the Cowboys... I don't think the Astros cheated this weekend, do you? Uh, you know what? I don't think so. They're in Oakland, and people were watching the trash cans. That was just a good old-fashioned butt-whooping. Yeah, I was glad to see it. I hope they can take two from the Padres, but it's, they're a little bit better team, I think. Uh, they're playing the A's next, right? Angels. The Angels? The no, Angels. they're playing pa- Padres. Mm, I think I it's the Angels, but go ahead. We'll, we'll double-check. Okay, whatever. Um... <laughs> uh, Cowboys. You were talking Cowboys. All right, Mark, if you can hear us, we cannot hear you. Give us a call back with a better reception. But yeah, the Houston Astros, they are taking the Los Angeles Angels uh, today after a four-game sweep. Look, I did not expect that, and I'm not going to get overly excited, but the fact that the Astros were playing the you know AL West Division champs and beat them by a combined score in four games, 35-9, to nine, that's a great offensive output. They had all the struggles last year during the regular season, and then things picked up, obviously, for the struggle. Uh, during the playoff run, but it was just nice to see that. You heard the boos. You heard the people from outside of Houston talking about the cheating scandal from 2017, and with them to just be able to shut up the opponents, shut up their fan base, shut up the naysayers, and dominate on offense the way they did, it, it was fun to watch. Now, again, Look, I have to bring my feet back down to earth. It's not like they're going to play every single game like that and they're going to sweep every team and, you know, average eight runs a game. But that was fun to watch. Yes, it was. Andy, I wrote an article on uh, BigStarSports.com that says uh, the Astros didn't forget. And what they didn't forget was uh, Liam Hendricks, who pitches for the Chicago White Sox now, but he was the reliever for the Oakland A's. And he was good. Don't get me wrong. I think he made all in uh, all MLB two years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. But he's a really good reliever. So before the Astros played the A's on last year, he made a comment about 
how they were the new team to beat, you know, and, and he should have rightfully so that they had in the, in the 10 games they had played the Astros, they went seven and three. And in September they had beat them in a, I think in a five game series, they beat them four to one. So they were, you know, riding high and the Astros came in and in that series in September, they had only scored 10 runs, right? So you, we all know the story. And now in the last, I think in the last eight games, the Astros are 7-1 against them. They've scored 68 runs, 68 runs in the last eight games. And so I, I wrote the article that the Astros didn't forget because that kind of fueled them. That kind of fueled them and pushed them on to say, okay, so if this is what you all think about me. And then not only that, Indy, you add on top of the fact that you have these fans in the stands booing. And, did you get a chance to watch the game on uh, AT, AT&T Southwest? I, yes, that's the only place you can watch, if I'm not mistaken. I think one game was on ESPN. ESPN. The first game was ESPN. Oh, Indy, I loved it because you could hear the crowd. There's one guy I know he had way too many, <laughs> and it was hot there, so I know that that son was beating him and that liquor was was in his body. But you just heard him the whole game, and you heard the 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 crowd the whole game. And the Astros just like, yeah, I think that this is what they needed, though, Indy. I think they needed the crowd to fuel them on like this to say to play the bad guys, especially Carlos Correa. I wonder future crowds when they when they're traveling, like for instance, they're playing the Angels, uh, taking on L.A. today. Do you think now you have to do it collectively? And I know masses aren't really that organized, but do you think the opponent's fan base will see what happened to the Oakland A's with all the boos and tell each other Shh, sh- you're only playing into what they want and not boo as much, or is everyone just gonna feel like the villain is town? So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. There's no real answer to that until we watch the game tonight. And, and again, the masses uh, they'll continue to boo. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. I don't like the fact that Michael Brantley was out. You, you know, he gets hit in the wrist, and yeah. they said that he should avoid the injury list. But I love the fact that McCormick, who comes in for him, first start, first career start in the majors, he hits a home run, and he's replacing Michael Brantley, who had a hot start. So every man up, next man up, the next man steps up to the play, uh, to the plate and performs like the guy that you're you're playing for, that you're replacing. But definitely have to keep an eye on Once we talk to Brian McTaggart later in the week, we can get an update on Michael Brantley. But I love the fact that uh, Chase McCormick, who comes in for him, was able to uh, hit a home run and provide some offensive power. Yeah, and uh, Castro had a really good game, too, filling in for Maldonado on yesterday as well. He gave Maldonado uh, Dusty Baker gave Maldonado some rest. And so, yeah, it's it's like that, though, Indy. If you look, starting from 2017 till now, it's always been next man up for them. They have a really good – it's their farm system. If you go and you look at their farm system uh, from, from single A all the way up to triple A, they just keep producing produ- – they got people in triple in A right now, Indy, that would probably be starters on some teams. Mm. Okay, that, that, so, they've always put together a good farm system. All right, so we'll see how that plays out. What are you predicting? They have two game series against uh, the Angels. Is that correct? I yes. know they start today, and uh, obviously we'll see arguably the best player in baseball and Mike Trout. Unfortunately, we won't see a tiny pitch, but we'll see him as a designated hitter. So we'll see how that plays out. So here's my thing, Indy. Yes, I think that they're going to beat the Angels twice. I just do. They're pitching. Uh, the, the Astros have some really good pitching. And Belak, who came in and pitched four innings on yesterday, I think four and two-thirds, if I'm not mistaken, he saved a lot of that, of Dusty's bullpen. He saved a lot of those arms to be able to, you to know. rest up get yeah. ready for this game or stay rested. Exactly. But, Indy, here's my thing. I And I know that you're going to laugh at me when I say this, but Mike Trout, 
I'm not taking anything away from him. He is a great player. But when I look at him, I don't really see anything that he does that Michael Brantley doesn't. I'm just being honest with you. And I'm not using that as a homer. I'm just saying Michael Brantley, if you look at him, I mean, he doesn't have the, the power numbers like Mike Trout. But Michael Brantley is kind of like right there with Trout. You know what? Let me be as transparent as possible. Uh, though many people believe I am a baseball expert, I, I'll <laughs> humbly admit I don't follow it as much as football or basketball. So I don't know if that's just a horrible take or not. You know, I don't I ever just give know horrible takes. When, when I read, I just hear Mike Trout. Arguably, Mike Trout's arguing. Then that when they talk about who's going to knock him off the throne, I hear Tatis Jr. You know, I hear those likes. I never hear Michael Brantley's name. Now Michael's much older, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, but. Now what you're going to do, you've caused me to have some homework, and I'm going to go juxtapose the stats from Michael Brantley and Mike Trout because I've never heard anybody say, ah, Mike uh, Brantley's doing the same thing Trout's doing. So tomorrow I will tell you if you are on something or <laughs> on to something. Uh, you, you look like you want to jump in on this. What, what do you? What, what's your take on Big Sarge saying, eh, Michael Brantley's doing the same thing as Mike Trout? It seems crazy, but I don't have the stats to back it up. I uh, I just have to say I disagree. That that's a nice way of saying, brother. Is you crazy? Why? Why? Because of because you're looking at Trout's home run home run numbers. Why not? What about average? Hitting for average. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. He hits a lot of home runs. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So here's the thing, Indy. We do the same thing in baseball that we do in basketball. Baseball. You know what? Hold, hold Michael on. Michael Connor's probably <laughs> driving his car off the road right now. No, because I said Brantley. Actually, he's probably going to call in and say, Big Sarge, you are the best. But... Indy, we do the same thing in baseball that we do in basketball. We equate scoring with being great. And <laughs> it's not like that. Duh. But, but it's I not like that. I got to give you my Valley Girl, duh. You, <laughs> but, have to, you, you have to use some kind of measure. But but being being a good scorer doesn't make you a great basketball player. It just makes you a great scorer. That's it. And so I'm not taking anything away. I'm not saying that Mike Trout is, I mean, that Michael Brantley is better then Trout, I'm just saying that, hey, man, I, Brantley's in the discussion. If, if Are we talking about his home runs? Because chick, Chicks well, all, dig the long ball. All, all Mike, Trout, Mike Trout is a career 304 batter, batting average. What's Brantley? I don't know, but 304 is I'll pretty look good. It up. Right, so here's the thing. And again, like I said, I'm not versed enough. Uh, whenever I have a baseball question, I either holler at my homeboy, my brother from another mother, T-Dub, I won't put his government name out there, or Michael Connor. 
And Brant- Brantley's a career 298 batter. Okay, I told Michael Connor to call me because I wanted to see if this is real. He yeah. called me on my cell phone. <laughs> Michael, I'm on air, fool. Call me on the uh, the hotline. So I just told him to call the hotline. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to see if, if he backs this because, one, he knows his baseball just like you do. You go to every game. But he's also an Astro homer. So if he doesn't back that statement, then that means you're you're definitely on don't, something and not on. Don't make something. me wrong. It just makes me different. But I never hear his name. <laughs> like when I hear other people, um, when I hear other people, Michael, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I thought you wanted me to call you like during a break. <laughs> <laughs> you're on air. I know I have to say that legally. So. Big Sarge just made a statement. I don't know if he's on something or on to something. And I let the folks know that when I have baseball questions, I typically go to you. When I said Mike Trout, and I said arguably the best player in the game right now because the Astros are going to face the Angels, he really tried to sit up here and say Michael Brantley's just as good as Trout. Is he on something or on to something? No, he's, he's on something. Oh, I, no, sorry, nobody's in Mike Trout's stratosphere. The only guy that's like semi-close is Mookie Betts. When it comes to what though, Michael? Are we looking take the home runs away? And I and I gave that. I said that home run wise, of course, Trout. But if we're just talking about pure hitting, we're gonna say that that Brantley is not just as good a hitter as Mike Trout is. I mean, Brantley's never put up anything close to the OPS, all those things that <sighs> I tried that, that, uh, that, that Trout has oh, no. put up. I mean, I love I love Michael Brantley, but he's he, he's not Mike Trout. I mean, in the last three, in the since he's been with the Astros, because I know he was he was injury prone when he was with Cleveland, so I I can't. But but I'm talking about with the Astros, I got to put him right up there. I mean, like from the batting from the batting average standpoint, we could we could make those arguments, sure. But like the um, and all the and the defense is better too. Trout's a better defender. That's that's part of the equation. Like tricks. Michael Bradley's an average defender in the outfield. Um, but now Trout. Trout goes and plays 110 games and he'll hit 45 home runs. I'm terrified for when he hits when he plays 150 games and hits 85 home runs. I think it's going to happen at some point. So outside of Mookie Betts, Michael, speaking with Michael Connor of the Sean Salisbury Show, my resident baseball expert, outside of Mookie Betts, who are some of the other names that if somebody, if an individual was to knock off Trout as the best player that we'd be looking to? Uh, well, you can't give this guy from last year, but the two-year run before that, Christian Yelich in Milwaukee. I mean, he was putting up trout-like numbers with them. He is insanely good. I think if Jordan is healthy all season, his offensive statistics are going to be trout-esque. Mm. Um, that there, there's so few guys that can even get to that that range that that Mike Trout gets to. I mean, like he's. I, I ended up told you before. I don't love the stat, the WAR stat, but mm. like Trout ends up leading it by infinity every year because I mean just. The way you have to pitch him, and the way that all the advanced numbers are just so good to him, because he's he's going to be one of the five greatest hitters ever. So, just before we let you go, and I appreciate you taking time to jump in, is this a guy like you're giddy about seeing? You know, obviously you're an Astros guy, but knowing that they're taking on, and you have a chance to watch Trout, is that one of the players you're excited about? Oh yeah, I always love like when they come to town. I always love going to those games just to see him. Which the craziest thing is, I mean, I'm hoping I'm not jinxing it because at some point it'll go in the other direction. He's never really been very good in his career against the Astros. And he, when they're at Minute Maid Park, like when they come here this season, his career numbers at Minute Maid have always been horrible. Like his worst ballpark he hits in. So I enjoy being able to say, hey, I'm watching one of the greatest ever to play when they, when they do play him. But like he's never really crushed them all that much, which is weird. 
My man, go empty those boxes at the new crib and appreciate you as always. I'm going to mow the lawn. It's going to be a big day. <laughs> House problems. See, the, the apartment life doesn't seem so bad now, does it? <laughs> now no, you to, I, I prefer this. Okay, now you do landscaping, but your dogs, I know they're loving it. All right, Michael Connor, the Sean Salisbury Show, joining us. Tony, we see you there. You'll be up next in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Pipe it up. Pipe it up. Pipe it up. Pipe it up. Welcome in, welcome back. Speaking of pipes, some people feel like your take was taken right after a crack pipe was inhaled by you, Big Sarge. As Big Sarge is trying to convince me that if you mention Mike Trout as the greatest baseball player currently playing, you have to mention Michael Brantley as a guy that's just as productive so far. I'm sorry, no one's feeling you on that. But I appreciate the fact that, one, you've watched every single game uh, since you've been covering them, and, two, you're all in for the Houston athletes. Let's head out to Katie and talk to Tony. What's going on, Tony? Hey, guys. You know, I think we're just excited a little bit because baseball started and we love the Astros, and Brantley is definitely a hot ball player, but there's no chance that we could ever compare a Trout to Brantley. I mean, uh we're looking at health-wise. I know Brantley's done better. Like you said, Cleveland was a, a tough stint for him. But uh, Trout's got three times as many home runs as Brantley does in 300 less at-bats. That's crazy. Mm. And only 50 more hits than Trout in that many at-bats. I mean, the war is 75 point, or 74.1 versus a 30. That would be like comparing Harden to Jordan. And there's no chance just because Harden put up some good numbers. That's all I got to say, guys. Good call, Tony. Thanks for listening. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. I have audio on my phone right now, Indy, that I will play for you during the break of a person who has hailed Michael Jordan and has watched James Harden. Vernon Maxwell. Mm -hmm. Vernon Maxwell says, yes, Jordan is great. He says, but when you look at pure scores, he said, I've never seen anybody as better than James Harden. Nobody better. So I'm not... so. No, at school, but here's the thing, and, and we're talking, and you said this, we're talking overall players. Yes. So now we're we're doing we're discussing. But something I just else. brought that in when he talked about Jordan and Harden. I'm saying there is some there is some Jordan like. But there is no person, Harden. there's no one out there that's going to even argue that Jordan is the same player as. Uh, excuse me, that Harden is as oh, good no. of a player. Mm -hmm. as but he's Jordan. a better scorer, and, and that's well, all Tony was saying. You could also argue that the the current NBA that Harden plays in, where he averages like 10 or 15 free throws a game, he wouldn't average that many free throws if he played in the same era as Jordan where they didn't cause me fouls. Exactly. exactly. Well, Jordan would get... I'll, I'll talk to you about this during the break because... Destroyed I, on the way to the basket. Listen, I grew up in the 80s, mm -hmm. right? I grew up in the 80s. I watched 80s basketball. I, basketball was never meant to be brutal like it was. I watched Hakeem Olajuwon punch Mark Eaton in the face for no reason. Just punch him in the face. I watched Kareem Abdul-Jabbar punch. Like, this was no blood, no foul. Basketball wasn't designed for that. What what you see no, now is what, what basketball is designed no. Nate James Naismith did not design basketball to be punch, clothesline, rest. It's not WWE. They've always said basketball is a contact sport while football is a collision sport. Now you can't even sneeze on a player without without being called for a foul. No, I, I think the eighties and early nineties, that's how it was that's how it should be played. I don't know what James Naismith uh intended for. He damn sure intended for you not to play <laughs> when he invented the game. So I, I'm not gonna try to get in his mind and say that uh <laughs> But back to my point though, Andy, yes, I am not saying that I'm not saying that Michael Brandley is better 
than Mike Trout. I'm just saying you you got to put Michael Brantley as a hitter in that same in that same sentence when you start talking about hitters in the in Major League Baseball right now. Good hitters, great hitters. Now you could give Brantley his props, yeah, w- without trying to compare him to arguably the look. And again, I don't even know that much about baseball, but when you said that, <laughs> something in my head was like, "Nah, brother." So let me ask you a right. question. That's not right. Let me ask you a question. Th- that's like saying our good friend Jacob Martin, good buddy, friend of the show. That would be like saying, "Man, if you just talk about speed rush and around the edge, but you don't factor in any counter moves as a defensive end." He's just as good as Von Miller. Like, you know what? Even if you truly believe that, the stats say otherwise. See, and that's what I'm saying. Sometimes stats can be skewed because I'm going to be honest with you. You brought up a name earlier that if I'm looking, if I have the number one pick for, if I have the number one pick in Major League Baseball right now, right? Who are you taking? And, and, hold, and I'm looking at outfielders. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I, I'm taking Mookie Betts first. Okay. Over Mike Trout, over Michael Brantley. And so, when we're looking at that, people just get so caught up with power and home runs and and things like that. I, I just don't see it. When Sarge, I agree with you that I would take bets just because he's he's a lot younger than Trout. Trout's almost thirty at this point, so I would draft bets. But he's not better than Mike Trout right now. What, what okay, you in your opinion, who's the best current baseball player right now? Ooh, the best. I would probably have to. Is say. that fair? I'm a, is that a fair question? Because yeah. it's hard to even ask that in football. You, yeah. You'd almost have to break. Okay, who's the best hitter in baseball? Is that easier? Yeah, I would have to think about that though, Indy. Because there's a, I had to sit back and I had to think about who plays for the Padres and who plays for the Mets. And so I don't know right off the bat who I would say is the best. Like right now, I mean, it's Michael Brantley right now. If you look at it, nine and nine, nine plate appearances. He has six hits and four doubles. Just saying. Who's the best player in baseball right now, Jacob? It's Mike Trout. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He lead, he's, led, he's led the league in war for the past six years, and I know people discredit war as, as, a, as a stat, but it's, it's a real statistic you have to factor. You know what it, it reminds me of? Indy, do you know where QBR came from? Where it came from? Yeah. No. He, he, Roger Worski made that up on ESPN. And now everybody uses it. Oh, my God, QBR, QBR. And I was like, it's just a made-up stat. So I'm not knocking war. I mean, I've been in it. Oh, wait, not that war. <laughs> not but that I'm not war. knocking that. But Indy, when I, I just look at it like this. When it, Overall player, I'll take Mookie Betts. Overall, I'll take it because he's going to give me everything that I need. Mm-hmm. From the outfield to the way he plays the field, he's going to be he's dependable. And he can hit in the clutch. Frank, Mark, you're up next. Help me out here. Is Big Sarge on something or on to something with his take on the best player in the MLB? I need you people to educate me because I'm transparent. It's football, basketball, and baseball for me. So let me know if this guy sitting across from me is on something or on to something. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Yeah.
always new women gotta keep a welcome in welcome back in the trenches on this monday we all get ready for not just the astros taking on the los angeles angels but the ncaa men's basketball championship taking place tonight as baylor will take on gonzaga a matchup we have been waiting for and we will get to see tonight you, you th this thought just came into my head should the final game the final game for it all should that be a best out of three series for the NCAA championship? Oh, I like that. I like right, I, just, I like that. Just uh, so it's not that we had a bad night and you feel like the best team didn't win. Andy, I like that. And if the NCAA is listening, they're probably going to steal that idea to make more see. money. Yep. But you know what I do miss, though? You remember the uh, the tournament used to have a third place game. So I would have loved to see UCLA and University of Houston play in the third place game. Did they? Yeah. I don't remember that. That was a long time ago. 80s. Yeah, they used to have a third place game. Interesting. Interesting. Mark, uh, yes, Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, y'all. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel what's hard to say. Bob Brandon, he's definitely off to one of the hottest starts at uh, anybody in baseball right now. But And you can't argue with his consistency over the years. I mean, even with Cleveland, I've I, well, he's always stood out as a consistent, uh, you know, putting up, you know, 300 averages almost year after year. But right now, I mean, uh, I think it's very, really close. Mike Trout can edge out a few players that's best in baseball, but I think it's, his uh, era is going to come to an end pretty soon with players like uh, Tatis Jr. and Acuna Jr. with Atlanta. I mean, these guys are doing something. I mean, uh, right there with uh, whatever Mike Trout found when he was coming up. So, I mean, and I and I think, uh, I mean, I'd even compare him to Chris Evans with Milwaukee. I mean, this guy's hit thirty some home runs every year since he's been with the Marlins to Milwaukee. And I mean, it's Mike Trout, but he barely edges out these other few youngsters, man. And I think uh, Tati Jr. and Acuna. Junior, they're gonna they're gonna be taking over pretty soon, man. But all I mean, all the sports, my man, he hadn't had much help over there. You know, uh, Rendon, Tatis, and Pujols is the same player he's been. So he hasn't had the protection from these other guys have. But hey, uh, I'm feeling sorry on that man, and uh, I hope Randy keeps it up, comes back healthy now after getting hit by that pitch, man. Y'all have a good day, guys. You too, Mark. Appreciate the call. He made some good – those players that he mentioned, there are some really – I forgot Acuna Jr. up in Atlanta. So he one, is good. One person does not want to run you out of the studio for your <laughs> John, what's going on, John? Fellas, fellas, now I almost choked in my coffee. I had to call in on this one. Uh, no disrespect to that caller that just called in. Tatis Jr., listen, I like him a lot, but he don't even deserve to be having his name mentioned yet. He's just getting started. He in first grade, okay? Mike Trout, I think, is the best player in baseball. But let me tell you something. Two seasons ago, you checked Greckman numbers out. Greckman should have won the MVP. He was better than Trout. They gave it to Trout, and Trout didn't even play the whole season. He was hurt. They gave it to Trout because they've been giving it to Trout the last few years, and I thought that was very unfair. Now, let's get back to this NBA. So, should I hear you say something about you grew up in the 80s and the NBA, the way they play today, that's the way basketball is supposed to be played? Of course. Have you, yeah, ever, have you ever read a rule book? Have you ever read an NBA rule book? I don't, I don't need to read a, uh, uh, an NBA rule book when I'm sitting here and I'm watching a game and a guy got his, uh, and the coaches tell the defender, raise your hands up, don't foul him, you know, just let him shoot. Or a guy go to the three-point, an offensive player shooting at the three-point line and he just fall down and the referees give Preach. him a call. 
Uh, hold on, Preach. hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Uh, here it is, a, uh, an offensive player drive to the basket, and the defender is on him. And in order for the, off the offensive player to get a foul, he runs his elbow, his body to the left, right into the defensive player, and they give him a foul. Let me tell you something, man. I grew up in the 70s. Okay, and the 80s. And as you Me say, too. you grew up in the 80s. You know that in the 80s, the NBA had some defense. What we're looking at right now today is watered down. It's, it's pathetic. Listen, when I played basketball as a kid and even in the NBA in the 70s, it was a pride thing. If a guy hits you on a foul, you didn't fall down. If you, if you fell down, everybody laughed. They said you couldn't take it. These referees in the NBA, basketball is designed now for the offensive player, just like in the NFL. You can't hit the quarterback. He make all the money. He might as well wear the dress. It's designed for the <laughs> offense. Baseball, baseball, they juice up the ball. It's designed for the offense. The bureaucrats want to make more money. They figure that we all want to see more offense. So they have designed the rules for the offense completely against the defense. Please don't tell me that, man, about basketball today. John, John hold on, John. That, that's where you dropped the money. Like, you, you've you've yeah, made a point. I like because it's my team, but basketball is horrible today. Men don't fall down and flop. You play basketball. Bam! That, that's where you drop it, John. We, we we had you too long. We have other people want to get in. That that's a great point. Back, back you remember because you know, like you mentioned, I was you born played, in 1972. So yes. Okay, but just playing street ball, like you never want to be the guy that called that foul. Like the fouls that we see in the NBA, if you call that on the street, where well, we all grew up playing, you know, pickup basketball on the street, they'll run you off the court. Yeah, but you also played against dudes with, who didn't have any skills but but the foul. That's it. You like, oh, I know that he a hack. Right. I know he a hack. So you like the state of the game right now? I do like the state of the game. I like the flow of the game. I don't like. I don't think that if it somebody kills the flow because every time something appears to be contact, you know, just contact, they call a foul. They should just let it keep going like when guys get clotheslined. Look at, look, go back and look at some of those look, uh, Celtics versus uh, Pistons game. Mm -hmm. you, they was fighting, that was Indy. Fun. That they was were fun to watch. That's, you know why? What did I tell you last week? We are a society that's addicted to violence, and that's why we like it. It's probably why you play football. But now they have calls where you literally, like, I'll watch a game, and I'm like, where's the – like, I'm not trying to be tough guy. Look, I'm not one of these guys, no blood, no foul. You have to allow them to play. But at the same time, yeah. just because your arm brushed up against somebody's hip when he was going up for a layup, that doesn't constitute a foul. Oh, you're opinion. right. And, I, and I, I put it like this, Andy. They make mistakes mm -hmm. because John Wall should be going to the line way more than he did. Kevin Porter Jr. last night, I seen him. He was so frustrated. But they was like, you got to earn these calls, young fella. So they still make them play. But by the same token, Indy, I don't think that if I drive to the hole, I should get punched in my ear and be like, hey, that ain't no foul. That wasn't no foul. <laughs> we, we <men. laughs> Tough enough. You. I'm actually surprised that a guy like yourself, you know, you said you were born in 72, uh, actually fought in, in Afghanistan for this country. I'm actually surprised you have that take. I would have assumed you've been like, oh, you know, these are wusses now. But hey, you have nothing to prove. You don't have anything to prove. You you. Tough has changed. Being tough has changed. You dodged now. bullets, you know, for the country. But I'm just surprised that that's your take because there are times where I just feel bad for NBA players like I feel bad for defensive backs in the NFL where I truly think to myself, what could he have done? Yeah, I, like, now that, could he have that done? I agree with you on. I think that they've t 
totally tied the hands of defensive backs in the, the NFL. The NBA has has changed the they've changed rules over the years to in, to in, uh, invoke a more offensive game because people want to see higher scoring games. They don't want to see eighty five to ninety. They really want to see a hundred. Yes, they have. No, no, I'm saying was there some kind of group uh, discussion? Did they have a group think tank and? Like I'm really asking, and the NBA came to the conclusion that, hey, our ratings would be better, our viewership would be better if we allow them to score more. Well, just like the NFL, the NBA is a business. Their ultimate goal is to make money. They they don't they don't necessarily care uh, if the product on the court is as good as it was in 1999. Their their object is to their objective is to make the most money possible, and that will be by having high scoring games. Which is the same reason why baseball agree. allows steroids. Because it got people involved because of the home runs. No, they don't allow it now. No, now they don't, but they did. And, and during that era, they made a lot of money. So why not go back to that? Quick timeout <laughs> in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. You're in the trenches. Stand up, get your hands up. With N.D. Kalou. N.D. Kalou. Welcome in, welcome back. One hour down, one hour to go here in the trenches. Chris Gordy getting ready for some Astros baseball tonight. They have an event in the Woodlands. Uh, Big Sarge, Big Sarge Sports sitting in for him the entire show. Still the most interactive show in H-Town. If you want to jump in, 713-212-5790. And we'll get your take, your comments, your question. I have a question. Does U of H fan now root for Baylor? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They should. I know a lot of folks are like, no, you can't root for the team that beat you. But I've always been of the belief, one, if it's all if it's Texas, you root for. It. If it's a Texas college and your school's not there, I don't care if you go to A and M and it's UT. And I know that's blasphemy for some of my Aggie friends out there, or vice versa. But especially with Baylor, U of H, and part of the reason, throw the whole state pride thing out of it. If I get beat by a team, I want to know that they were the best team in the tournament. So yeah. that's one reason why I root for. Uh, Baylor if I'm U of H fan. But they won't do it though, Indy. They I mean, I'm sorry. They will they will root for Baylor. Excuse me. U of H fans, I feel, will root for Baylor. If it was UT, nope. If it was AM, nope. I don't think that they would. Because you look at it, UT and AM are like the big brothers of Texas. And so everybody's always looking to knock them off. And if U of H got beat by them, oh, especially with some of the back back history that they have, no way. You know, it's funny. You say they're the big brother of Texas, and I've always grown up thinking that. I grew up, I loved uh, watching Raycom Sports Saturday morning. Like, one of Dang, my favorite Raycom. pastimes when I was young, playing Friday Night Lights, you know, playing high school football in San Antonio. And then Saturday morning before our morning workouts, just waking up and watching the early Raycom Southwest Conference game. And I always just thought it was so cool that, and here's another fun, you, you, you'll see SMU versus Baylor, TCU versus U of H, just all these Texas colleges. And I would just sit there and watch and dream, like, oh, one day I hope to play in the Southwest Conference. Back then, I really thought the Southwest Conference was by far 
the greatest conference in football. Like I didn't even yes. think any No, I'm not even saying it is. I'm just saying I was so wrapped up in the Southwest Conference. I, I just remember thinking like Alabama. What's in Alabama? Florida State. What's a Florida State? Like when I would get letters from Florida, Florida State, and all those schools, I'd be like, that's that that isn't anything compared to the letters from AM, UT. But I didn't realize the power of the SEC of the Big Ten back then or the Big Eight, I believe it was the Big Eight back then. I really thought it all started and stopped in the state of texas growing up in waco indy mm -hmm. there was nobody bigger than grant teff when i tell you the, the head football coach for baylor right and that's what made me love southwest conference football so much too because you know you just wanted passing that stadium it was almost just like you just you felt it and so yes when you said raycon sports i was like man i do remember that i do remember what because what, what was it at first the uh the eight uh was it the big uh, what was it before it became the Southwest Conference? Oh God, I don't know. Was it the? It wasn't the Big Eight, but it was something else. But anyway, yeah, I am. I I'm with you, Indy, and I always thought that the Southwest Conference was the best too. I will say this: I don't know how they did it. I, I took all my unofficial visits to every Texas school, and I never knew how back in the '90s to early '90s to late '90s, for whatever reason. Now it didn't produce on the field. But Baylor, they were able to get the top, top recruits like Odell James. I don't know if you remember that name. Odell James oh, yeah. was a beast. Could have gone anywhere, went to Baylor. Khalif Muhammad, uh, Donnie Embra, Ger Gerard Douglas. He was out of San Antonio. He was the Gatorade football player of the year. Running back from Converse Judson, which is really San Antonio. He, he went to Baylor. And I was all... How in the world? And I took my visit. I have a lot of love and respect for Baylor and their football players. But I was like, how how are they getting all all this talent to go to Waco, Texas? They they and it's not money. I know people are gonna say it's money. Maybe it is. But uh, you know, I'm like, <laughs> how are they how are they getting all these guys to forego Ohio State University of Texas to go to Baylor? So shout out to their recruiting, especially what? in the nineties. Is okay. So I don't know this, but are Baylor and Houston rivals? No, not no. at all. Okay, because I was gonna say if they if they aren't, then yeah, I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with rooting for them. But where, whereas, like for me as an LSU fan. And people, you know, Alabama get the national championship, and LSU fans be like, oh yeah, they're in the SEC, so we're gonna root for them. That's like saying you. That's like saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I like the devil because he's in the Bible. <laughs> how? Because he's an angel. Yeah, well, <laughs> he how, might be a fallen angel, but he's still an angel. How can you? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I was like, oh, it's the SEC. I'm like, who cares? They're, they're our rival. You don't root for them no matter what. I, I you know what? I actually disagree. And you went a little far with the devil analogy there. Here's why I disagree. I, I get what you're saying, but don't you want to be part of the best? So if you're not going to if you're not going to represent that part, you want whoever is representing that part to no, be the best. So I, you can say I'm a part of yeah, the best. No, that's fine. I I understand that. Yeah, it it, it is. It it helps LSU's. Uh, credentials right. with Alabama always getting the national championship, but I'm not going to root for Alabama to win the game. That's just not. That's just I, not what I'm going to do. I can I can I can see both sides of it, but I'm leaning towards. 
I'm rooting for the team that's from my conference representing because I want them. But I, I get what you're saying. If, it, if it's a heated rival, if y'all are fighting one another when it's time to play, then how do you switch sides and start saying you're rooting for I would them? never do it. I could never. Listen, I would never root for the uh, – I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I would never root for the Philadelphia Eagles. In, I don't care. In the Super Bowl, when they played against the Patriots, I went to a Super Bowl party, mm-hmm. and I had my back turned. I was eating all the <laughs> snacks and eating the food. They was like, you're not going to watch the game? I was like, I, I don't care for either one of those teams. I'm only here to hang out. And I will not root for the Washington football team. The Giants, ha, I will I will root for them only because it depends on who they're playing. But no, the Eagles. And so you're all over the place with it. So no, you just no. don't like the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles or, 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 or but, Washington. But then you'll and root I don't for like, somebody I don't like, in the conference if it's the Giants. If, if it's the Giants versus the Patriots like it was. But if it was the Giants versus the Chargers, I would be like, I'd turn my back and be eating ranch dressing and carrot sticks. Because you hate the Patriots more than you hate your rival? Is I, that Giants aren't a rival. They're in your same conference. But that doesn't make them a rival. I will say this, though, because a lot of people, my nine years in the NFC East, six with the uh, Eagles, three with the, the Redskins or Washington, whatever they call them now, uh, <laughs> the Washington team, People would always ask, who's your rival? Every division game felt like a rival game. Even the Giants? Like, I don't Every feel like the— Every division game. For what, I'm, I'm just saying from a player point of view. And, you know, players don't really get caught up in all that mess. Really? Oh, heck no. Not in the pros because they know it's just it's a business. Like, it's more—players are more in tune or more—what's the word oh, I'm looking for? They're, they're, they're more in tune with their colleges. Like, they feel like, you know what, this guy next to me— he had other choices, but he chose this school like I. So we have a similar background. We're going to be here most of the time for four years unless you transfer. You know, I, I don't need to mention the outliers. We're always going to be Aggies. We're always going to be Longhorns. We're always going to be Owls. So with the pros, it's just like, you know what? That's the team that drafted me. If they don't like me, they're going to cut my ass. So you don't have that same feel. <laughs> yeah, isn't, isn't the NFL, it's more player rivalries than, exactly. than it is teams. Than, than it is teams. Who is your rival? Who who, who uh, the I rival hate it going Rice. to be Adams. Well, I'm talking about, oh yeah, you mentioned him a oh, lot. God. Like he's the one. Like when I would go against Hall of Fame offensive linemen, I would like be like, man, this is my time to show that I belong. For whatever reason, playing against Flozell, I studied that playbook a little longer up until cook uh, kickoff, and, and they're never afraid of the man. But you're just like, none of my moves work against this guy. What about when you were Rice? Who who was your rival? You know what, TCU, we had a lot of good back and forth with TCU, and we always thought of them as a private school. So. Look, I played high school ball with and against some guys that went to UTA and M, and I know for a fact they could barely read. So the <laughs> fact that they were at those universities, I was like, eh. But TCU, we always had a respect. Like, okay, their guys can read also, so they're they're student athletes, and we had some good back and forth. And with I, TCU. I asked you that because I would like for you to answer this when we go to the break during the break. Mm-hmm. If your son got recruited and wanted to go to one of your rival schools, would you wear that rival's shirt? So what you're asking me is, would I wear the shirt of a university that's paying for my son's uh, uh, education by allowing him to play football? I would get their logo tattooed on my neck. (laughs) (laughs) I would get a neck tattooed. Not me. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's BYU. I'd have Mormon for life tatted on my neck. If uh, he's uh, he's being allowed to pay for his tuition, there's no such thing as a free ride uh, by playing football. Elwood, what's up, Big Wood? How you doing, Andy, man? Man, you brought back memories with the Odell James uh, talk, man. Man, that dude was a beast. Oh, I used, we used to go to MacArthur games 
And this was when I, I'm 43. So when he came out, I probably was in middle school. And it was like, it was like watching Jordan's. He was that good. Yep. He was that dude, man. Um, but I just want to speak on the U of H thing. <clears throat> I think, generally speaking, people from Houston, we pretty much neutral. We really don't have, like, rivals. We just don't like people. And so when, uh, like, if Baylor, I think U of H people will root for Baylor. Like, I don't see them just not. I think they pretty much, you know, go for any Houston, uh, Houston team or Texas team once they got the tournament. And I hang up a list, man. Have a great week. All right, brother. No, I, I get that sense. I, I mean, now here's the thing. This is where you fall. Uh, you could get in trouble speaking for an entire community. You, you know, there's going to be some U of H fans who went to U of H. I'm talking about the people who, who actually received a degree from U of H. Or I'll even take it a step further, played sports for U of H if they're rooting for Baylor right now. Let's squeeze in Joe. What's going on, Joe? Yeah, how you doing, Nizzy? Hey, what's going on? Good. I have I – have, uh, Two comments. One, the one trade that they haven't talked about a possibility with, with Deshaun will be New England with all that connections always talking there. Mm-hmm. And the next one would be about the UH A&M people. I went to a birthday party Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It was a mixed graduation club people. All the, all the University of Houston people were put in a back room to watch the game. And all the A and M people were in the other room, in the big room, watching baseball game. So the Aggies do not look at other teams. So you went to a <laughs> you went to a birthday party, Joe. It was a mixed birthday party with Aggies and Cougars. Right. How did that even happen? Was it a couple, and one person went to A and M, the other went to U of H? No, the U and H U of H people were uh, the the father and the a daughter of our sister of the of where we were having a party mm-hmm. and there were three in the the couple were both a&m graduates along with their brother mm-hmm. and they were they would not they would not root for anyone but a&m at the party who were the cooler participants was it the a&m folks or the the u of h folks who they were- didn't even talk about it no, I'm asking you. You were there. Like, which 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 pe- which people were were they were just cooler? Their swag was was better. The U of H folks or the A and M folks? Uh, Andy, there was no swag at all. There was no <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Great answer. And you know why? Because there weren't any rice people there. That's why there was no swag. Quick timeout. We'll get back to the discussion in the trenches. Only on Sports Talk 790. <laughs> Prayers and thoughts with rapper DMX as he continues to be on life support. And his former manager says he's in vegetative state right now. So not good news uh, for DMX or his family. He has a little son that he has to fight and live for. So pretty sad uh, stuff, but hopefully uh, he'll bounce back. And, you know, if it's, it's up to him and his grace and we'll see what comes out of DMX's fight right now. I'm not even going to speculate on on why or how he got there because they don't know for a fact. Yeah. So I'm not just I'm not even going to mention uh, 
why they're saying or you know he had the heart attack it's, so it's we'll weird see. too wendy because you and i were, um yep. was last week before one of the shows was just talking i think it was thursday we were talking about how you know great dmx was as a rapper mm -hmm. you know and how he had two number one you know two number one albums in the same year and he doesn't get mentioned you know as much as these other rappers do these the old school rappers get mentioned i will say this regardless of sport industry whatever it may be in the entertainment business or if you're riding high uh if you're riding high and what you do as a ceo or manager when that's taken away from you it is so hard to fill that void uh doesn't mean you condone or you, you you say this is the reason why you make excuses for why people do certain things. But I was looking after you. I think you told me uh, when DMX was rushed to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I started looking through his social media and two points. One, when you're away from the spotlight, it is just it's hard. It, it's hard. I don't care if you're prepared for it. I don't care how bright that spotlight may have been when you're away from it. It, it is tough. And two, don't go off everything you see on social media because it looked like he was living his best life. It looked mm -hmm. like he was enjoying being a father to a young son, married a, a young woman, and he was going out on tour. I think he put out another album, and I, I'm sure he had someone managing his social media accounts, but it looked like life was going well for DMX. And then you, you, know, you hear what may or may not have happened that led him to the hospital. So one, don't look at, and that's one of the bad things with social media. Don't sit up there and try to compare your life to other people's posts because they're only posting the highlights of their life. So don't sit there and get depressed because you don't appear to be living the life that you see all these people posting. And two, just realize athletes, entertainers, CEOs, politicians, when they step away from the spotlight mm -hmm. or they're taken away from the spotlight, it, it is tough to feel. Uh, Bernard Pollard, 36 yeah. years old. I don't know if you've seen on his post. He's trying to get back in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I've seen and, that. And, you know, this is a guy that appears to have been ready for life after football. And I'm not saying that, you know, he's going to. Uh, he's in some kind of depression. I'm just saying it's tough. It's tough to get away from that spotlight. Yeah. Uh, Terrell Owens, I've always had this small fear that Terrell Owens away from the spotlight won't be able to manage, but he seems to be doing well for himself. It, it's tough. So prayers and thoughts to DMX. I, um, and, and I know we won't stay on this too long, but Indy, I seen a clip of him on a podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, it was matter of fact, it was yesterday I was watching it. I didn't know that he got hooked on drugs at the age of 14 being tricked by one of his friends who he considered it was an older guy who he considered a brother mm -hmm. and he gave him um a joint laced with mm. crack mm. and he said took him out and he's been battling battling that ever since he was 14 wow. years old yeah that's tough that's tough that dude should be under the jail at mj the ref he tweets at nd kalu Houston, University of Houston has never gotten over getting invited, not getting invited into the Big 12, and they look at all Texas schools in the Big 12 as rivals. Yes. Remember I said that last week? I was like, that's the only, the only thing that's holding U of H back, uh, that held U of H back from being on the national scene was the University of Texas. I will say this. When they were doing all the shuffling and when the devil, uh, the devil, the fallen angel figured out a way to get them to get rid of the Southwest Conference because that conference never should have been dismantled. I just assumed U of H would definitely get into the Big 12. That that the fact that you have Baylor and TCU in the Big 12, you don't have U of H. I've never quite understood that. And I know people will say University of Texas blocked it. And uh, the reason is this, that or the other. 
But University of Houston should definitely be a school that's in the Big 12. And this is coming from a Rice guy. Let's go out to the Heights and talk to Michael. What's going on, Michael? What up? Hey, man. But I've been listening since day one. Uh, Thank you. But uh, hey, follow follow me here. So uh, there was a graphic on ESPN um, two days ago about Aaron Rodgers' uh, salary cap. And, like, you know, this year he's like $30 million, but next year and the year after that he's his salary is like less than 15 million so what if the texans you know obviously they're probably going to tank this year and then eventually they have to move on from Aaron Rodgers right so what if they, you know what if they make the playoffs and they lose again do you think they'll cut Aaron Rodgers and then he'll become a free agent and the texans are going to have a ton of cash to go grab him so i don't know mm so after this season, you say the Texans make a, a play for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, exactly, because I just saw today they already have $37 million in cap, and then next year Whitney Merce is going to be gone. Right. Brandon Cooks will probably be gone. Okay, tell um, me this, Michael. I like the way you're thinking, but it takes two to tango. How are you going to convince? Michael is talking to Aaron Rodgers right now. Aaron Rodgers just led his team to a 13-4 and record. They lost in the second round of the playoffs. And, Michael, you're on the phone with Aaron Rodgers trying to convince him to come to Houston. Aaron Rodgers, we're going to give you a bunch of money, and the media will leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Michael. Good call. Don't be a stranger. So, People tend to forget, even with uh, our last caller or two callers ago, when he said, oh, just trade trade uh, Deshaun Watson to the New England Patriots uh, because they have a history with Nick Casario, Jack Easterby being former um, employees of the Patriots. But wh why would the Patriots want to take on this drama? Do Am I overemphasizing the drama that, that uh, Deshaun Watson's going through? Like, I feel like right now, if I'm a general manager and I'm on Team Watson, like I want to see him. I actually, if Watson is is not guilty of what they're saying about him, if he didn't do any of these, uh, if he didn't commit any of these allegations that are out there, and the the news came out that the Houston Police Department is going to look into it, I think that's a good thing because right now he's fighting against the public, uh, the the opinion. He's being judged in the public, you know, and my thought is if the Houston Police Department looks at it and if they say publicly, eh, you know, nothing to see here, that's going to. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Help his image out. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to shift it. First of all, kudos to you. Hour and 24 minutes before you mentioned Deshaun Watson. Thank getting you. better. Last time it was an hour, hour and five, five minutes. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're getting better. Second, I don't know what the I, I don't know what New England has to offer outside of draft picks to get Deshaun Watson. I know that they still have a lot of draft picks, but Okay, but uh, if you're new if Big Sarge is running New England, I'm taking him. Really? Because right uh, now, this day, or are you waiting? Uh no, 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 no. I'll take him right okay. now. If 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 Nick Casario, if I'm Bill Belichick and Nick Casario called me right now and said, "Hey, I want uh, I have a uh, trade proposal for you to to get Deshaun Watson." 
I'll give you Deshaun Watson and you give me X, Y, and Z. I'd be like, oh, come on, take it. You know why? Because one, in the offseason, I've done whatever I could to build this offense up. And all I'm really missing is a quarterback. Now, that's taking nothing away from Cam Newton. But Deshaun Watson, we all know, is a way better quarterback right now, even though Cam doesn't think it. Remember he said, I can't name 31 quarterbacks better than me right now. But I, I, I would take it, Indy. And Do you think your fan base will embrace Deshaun Watson? The fan base will do whatever Bill Belichick tells them to do. That's it. And he is, you know, he runs everything up there. So if he says, hey, we're taking on Deshaun, we're bringing him into the Patriot way, we're going to make sure that he does this, that, and other. Because you think about it. Everybody that's came there has changed their whole attitude. Randy Moss went there. He changed. Chad Johnson went there. He changed. So once you get him, and, and Deshaun doesn't have behavioral issues. He just has this baggage that's following him. So on the field, that's all Bill Belichick is looking at. Like, yo, we'll take care of the rest. Let's just get you here. Robert Kraft has the best. Mr. Kraft has the best lawyers, and he knows how to handle massage cases. You know what? You bring that up, and I, I almost forgot about Robert Kraft. Is that a reason they don't touch it? Because it's going to open up the <laughs> you say it don't Pandora's box. <laughs> <laughs> you say it don't touch it. <laughs> Grow up, Big Sarge. Right. <laughs> Is that a reason uh, they don't consider <laughs> signing Deshaun Watson? Because it's going to bring up and open up Pandora's box when it comes It'll to... It'll definitely uh, rub people the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's geez. a good one. That's a good one. Y'all both look. I'm trying to have a family friendly <laughs> day after Resurrection Day show. Hey, look, we repent later. But I will say this: you bring him on because, like I said, you bring him on because you all can deal with it, and you don't worry about that. Deshaun Watson is a talent. He's very talented. He's very good at what he does. And the only thing that Bill Belichick cares about, the only thing that Robert Kraft care, uh, cares about is winning. And so the only thing that's probably holding that trade back is Nick Casario won't pick up his phone or he keeps changing his number because I'm pretty sure that New England has reached out to say, hey, man, I mean. I think they're ready thinking, now, though. Who? The Texans. I don't. I think part of them is like, eh, you know what, this thing is. You got to give up the house for them. Oh, absolutely. You, you still have to give up the house, but I think they're ready to listen. Quick timeout, 713-212-5790. If you want to jump in the trenches with us, only on Sports Talk 790. Dog, I meet women. Oh man, get better DMX, please get better. Too many great memories from your hard work back in the day. In the trenches, exclusively on Sports Talk 790. If you want to jump in, real quick, before we go out to Larry and Stafford. I know he has a lot to say. How in the world do you have, if you're a head coach of a college basketball team, so keep in mind you have, what, about 14 to 15 scholarship athletes on a basketball team, and you have... 
six players enter the transfer transfer portal at the same time. That's what's going on in Cincinnati. Uh, their coach, John Brennan, has now been suspended with pay as they investigate. They haven't accused him of anything. Even the players who have joined uh, the transfer portal, one player stepped out and said, look, I used to love the sport, but with him, I don't love it anymore. But there isn't anybody accusing of him, accusing him of using a bad slur or putting his hands on them. But you do have to investigate. And Cincinnati has a decent program. They have a decent basketball program. So the program. UCLA coach came from. Okay, so to have six guys, though, say, you know what, this isn't for me, yeah, it's time to look into it. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, well Indy, hold on. But before mm -hmm. that, I'm just going to go back to something we talked about earlier. This is what I mean by being tough has changed. So he may have, uh, may, as a coach, he may have thought about it one way, and these kids now, you got to relate to them differently. You know, some of them, you just you can't beat it into them, or you can't say you're not tough. You know, some some of them will respond by just talking to them. Uh, dead air. I didn't know if you uh, am I on something or on to something. <laughs> some of them will just respond by just talking to them. What I mean by is that you don't have to. You know, when I was growing up, I get slapped upside the head or punched in the chest. You know, toughen up this that, and another. When sometimes all you have to do is be like, "Hey, man, don't do that no more." I'll be like, "You know what? You're right. That was stupid." <laughs> okay, I got you now. No, no, you weren't on or off, so I was just trying to make sure I was understanding you correctly. Larry, welcome to the show, Larry. Your ass wasn't understanding him correctly, Andy, because you know that you got to be tough in this game, man. And we grew up, if your ass acted up, the, the coach would hit you on the helmet with that whistle till you got right, or he'd make your ass go run until he tell you to stop. Hold on. You brought up a great and horrible memory. For those that have never put on a helmet, Larry's uh -huh. on to something. When that coach is upset with you, is Larry there? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. good. And he hits you with that whistle on the helmet. Yeah. It has this <laughs> ringing noise in your ears, and it lasts for like two minutes. And yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's right up there with, I'm not going to say that, or someone's, <laughs> but it rhymes with hotter boarding. All right, go, go ahead, Larry. Indy, I knew exactly what you was about to say, and that's what I, I was going to use the same thing. It's just like the special tactics the CIA boys use, mate. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you, when they hit you, they're trying to get your attention, and you're sitting there, man, and all you hear is that ringing in your head for the rest of the practice and you don't do that old silly stuff that got you in the first place. And that's a toughness. That's, uh, that's kind of why, why when I watch youth sports now, whatever, man, everything is so sensitive. And I understand we're in a new day and age, but man, if you get, you, you raise your voice up on the kid and everybody get all up in arms. Or if you, you screaming at your own child, telling them to play defense, everybody, well, I ain't, if that was my husband, man, I, we'd have to go home and evaluate our marriage. If I was your husband, your ass wouldn't be married to me because I'm telling you that that's how I'm going to raise my kids to be mentally and physically strong. And I get it. We got to be a little bit softer. Let me talk DMX and then I'll get to the other stuff real quick about the Oakland A's and Astros. DMX, when uh, that Rough Riders anthem hit, man, that was in the heyday of that Kappa Beach, man. And when I tell you, me and my boys loaded up our motorcycles and hit 45 and start running down to the Kappa, Mm. And that Rough Riders was on, man. It was, hey, once you hit the seawall, your ass either had a big booty on the back with you or you was just flossing, man, just up and down the wall, just looking at all them things. So, DMX, I hope you make it through this, bro, and keep going, man, because he put out some hits, Indy, that, man, you to this day, you still just dropping in your truck and you're going to ride all day long. Astros and A's, look, you know, we watched that, that, that series and Astros swept them boys like they should. And they keep talking about these people booing and all this other stuff. 
I, I still can't get over the fact that that was in 2017 and we still talking about this. The Astros have been to two ALC championships since then, and we still got a badass squad, and we still going to be right in the mix. So y'all can boo and hit trash cans and all that other stuff, and Jordan will just keep taking y'all ass deep. So I'm cool with that, man. Indy, I don't know. I told you the last week, man, you might want to watch that uh, versus last night with uh, the Isleys and Earth, Wind, and Fire. I don't know if you saw it, dog, when Mr. Biggs came out there looking like a G. And that's what I be telling folks, man. Y'all be messing it up when we talk old school. But there's a thing about music that takes you back to a place that it helps you remember some fine things and some funner things that you did when you was younger. And when you get older, you just appreciate it a little bit more when you're smoking one of them sticks. Last thing, Big Sars, if Nick Casario ass trade Deshaun Watson in New England, I'm going to come choke you. And then I'm going to find his ass. Because then the whole thing would be complete that they came here to destroy my squad to help New England out. Deshaun ass better end up in the H and not in New England and I'll holler. Always appreciate that take, Larry Outstaff. Why choose violence, though? And you know what's so crazy, Andy? He really can find me. Oh, yeah. He'll find you. <laughs> we won't say how, but he will find you. Bruce, what's going on, big Bruce? Hey, what's up, Indy? Hey, uh, you know, I, I like old Big Sarge. He always brought, you know, a little extra something to the table. But when I heard that he was a Cowboy fan, Big Sarge, I like you even more. Amen. I mean, us Cowboy fans got to sit together, especially in here in H-Town. Yes, sir. Uh, my question to you is this. Uh, there's been some talk. Uh, K.J. Wright said he'd like to play for the Cowboys. I don't know if he's a little over the... I know he thinks he's 30 or 31, something like that. Do you think that would be a good signing? And and uh, I agree with you. I don't want Philadelphia. I mean, they're all our arch rivals. I mean, I know we have one a little bit more than the other, but uh, but just like in Super Bowls, now it's something Houston fans don't you know know a whole lot about. But even those ours 25, 30 years ago, it, it's still there. I don't want Pittsburgh to ever win a Super Bowl. I don't want San Francisco to ever win another Super Bowl because. You know, we're all pretty close there in Super Bowls, five, seven, you know, that type of thing. So that's that's the rivalry I had with them. But uh, wanted your thoughts on uh, K.J. Wright, and I'll hang up and listen. Good show, guys. Thanks a lot, Bruce. Man, let me tell you something, Indy. If K.J. Wright, if K.J. Wright comes to the Dallas Cowboys, I'm putting my name on the season ticket list. Even though I know I'll die before I get a season ticket, become a season ticket holder, yes. Because Where do you put him, though? That, that, isn't that the one spot where you don't need? I mean, you need your guys to be healthy, but I think y'all's linebacker core is vicious when you uh, when you talk about the uh, the Cowboys. Uh, no, um, no, and no. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. I like the I like the I like Vander Esch and I like um, James Smith. Smith. Those I, are studs. Yes and no. They're studs, but they're not smart studs. Andy, I'm going to take you back to 2019, if I'm not mistaken, when they played against the Rams in Los Angeles. And do you remember what the Rams did to them? They just kept putting people in motion. And Vander Esch and Smith was like, well, where are they going? Well, I'm just going to look this way while the play is going that well, way. Well, Vander Esch was a rookie at the time. He's a rookie at the time. The <laughs> only question. Vander Esch is Sean Lee 2.0. Yes. Yeah, with injuries. So and smartness, but going into the season, so tell me this. I mean, KJ Wright's. I mean, he's Mister Consistent. And you where, need where him in that locker him? room. So where do you play him? Uh, Who's he start in front of? But he start in front of both of them. 
Wow. And you know why? Because not only... I like y'all's linebackers. <laughs> yeah, I, I like them too. I think that they're athletic. Don't get me wrong. They're athletic, but they're not as smart as they should be. They're not as good at the position as they should be. They get a, they get away with a lot because they are athletic. K.J. Wright also brings leadership to that I'll team. I'll give you that. And that's what they need in that locker room. Here's the thing, and I love competition. I love depth. I'm okay with that, but that's not a position I thought. And I could be wrong. you watch more Cowboys than I've watched over the past few years. But I will say this. Be careful because a lot of uh, on-air folks and fans, they try to act like they know who's supposed to be covering who. You never know if someone's in motion, if that's the safety, if this is the box safety, the free safety, the linebacker. Mm -hmm. you, you don't know who has that man. So just, yes. just watch out because a lot of folks try to act like the person closest to the receiver is the person that had him. That could just be somebody who's trying to make up for a play for his teammate. Now, here's the thing, because mm -hmm. I was at that game. They would run. They would go in motion. Here, here goes the linebackers going one way, and they would run directly, exactly where they would, where they wouldn't be, right? And they kept doing that. So, coming into the next season, the exact people started running and doing that exact same thing on them. I put it like this, Andy. Didn't we watch Odell Beckham Jr. destroy the Cowboys? Uh, and and hold on, and their linebackers. Well, first of all, if you have a linebacker covering Odell Beckham Jr., your defensive coordinator needs to be fired. On the reverse. Qu quick timeout in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. One more time for DMX. Thoughts and prayers to DMX as he fights through his battle. And hopefully we'll be talking about a recovery in regards to DMX, not just for us, his fans, but also for his family and his young son. All right, we only have a few more minutes, and we don't like to ever leave anybody on the sideline. So let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Corey. What's going on, C-Murder? Hey, what's up? What's up, fellas? Hey, man. Hey, uh, everybody at the Final Four got the mem uh, memo that was going on, but U of H with that Molly Wapping Baylor put on them. Wow. Well, why are you talking trash to the home team, Corey? It's been so tough hey. here in Houston in regards to sports. U of H brought us some joy, and now you're going to kick them when they're down. I mean, I, I understand, but you got to at least show up. It's the Final Four. It's the biggest <laughs> stage in college basketball. You got to at least show up. Hey, that, that thing was over from the word go. You know what I'm saying? So, And also, hey, UCLA... They, 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 that was a great game, but they scared me. They scared me, Andy and Big Sarge, because you know what? Despite, you know, you, UCLA, U of H, that's nice little stories or whatever like that. But, uh, Gonzaga and Baylor are the two best teams all year. They are the Titans of uh, college basketball. It's what fans deserve to see that want to watch college basketball, especially since, uh, the NCAA didn't get a game last year. I think this is fitting for us to see the two best teams battle it out. And it's a coin toss. I'm with you on, on the last part. All you had to do was uplift Baylor. You didn't have to down talk the, the Cougs, Corey. You know what? You're on suspension. You cannot call back until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, somebody got to tell the truth around here. <laughs> <laughs> Shots taken. Reggie Reg, what's up, Reggie? Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? What's up, bro? Doing hey, good. man, I'm going to say this, man. Uh, Hey, the U of A just need some more playmakers. Baylor got playmakers. That's why they're going to take the championship tonight. Nice. Hey, Andy Starr, I'm going to tell y'all something about that Baylor and how they was able to get there. 
Man, my two guys graduated before me. One was signed to go to Nebraska. The other one was signed to go to A&M. And Baylor stepped in, and whenever I see you guys, I'm going to tell you all the whole story, and you'll understand why Baylor was able to line up those guys the way they did. That's uh, SMU times five for what happened Dang. to those two guys. Yes, sir. Hey, and, uh, hey man, um, uh, this is the year Dusty Baker is going to get his World Series, and I hang up and listen. Especially with the best hitter in baseball. Now... <laughs> is Reggie, is that a knee-jerk reaction because of the sweep of the Oakland A's? Come nope. on. There's 162 games. There's 158 more games to go. And look, I'm the most optimistic person I know, but we can't say that. Healthy, Indy. Healthy. There's not Yeah, we don't better. know if they're going to stay healthy. What I'm saying, yeah, I'm just that's what I'm saying. Stay, if they stay healthy, there is not a team in Major League Baseball with a lineup, a batting order like the Astros. There's nobody, not even the Yankees. Is remember all oh, the Yankees? The Yankees? No, the Yankees does do not have a lineup that can go at least one to seven on players that will just totally blow you out of the water. I mean, you look at it. If, if Al, you got Altuve, Tucker, Bregman, Brantley, Jordan Alvarez, you get Correa to come around, get get his head back into the game. You know, Yuli comes around. He didn't lost weight. He didn't start swinging a bat. Indy, that's seven. Not to mention, you got people that sitting there waiting. Diaz, he comes in. He can play. He can play very well. McCormick, even though you know we got a one game sample size, but still, Indy, I'm going out to say that he's going to be MVP for the week. But mm -hmm. nobody, Indy. Their pitching is the only thing that will hinder them from winning. You know, it's hindering the Rockets' injuries. Mark Berman is reporting that Daniel Daniel House Jr. and John Wall would be out of tonight's game. Look, uh -oh. it, they, they just can't. And you know what's tough? They're playing the Suns tonight, and I was yeah. looking at the Suns, and obviously they're having a great year this year, a true contender. When you look at their starting five and their top six players, they've been playing together. With the Rockets, they just can't get their big three to play together. It's been a tough, tough year for him. Looked bad last night, too, Indy. When I seen him, as soon as he went down. Who's he? Uh, Daniel House Jr. Mm -hmm. As soon as Daniel House Jr. went down, he grabbed that ankle. And I said, oh, because he was he was grabbing it, and you could tell he kept squirming. You know, that's when you know you're hurt. It's like after getting a whooping, you just keep moving. <laughs> but And then he limped back to the locker room on his own. But after that, it was like, no. Nah. I, I knew that that wasn't something he was going to come right back from. Olenek, will he be here for the long term? Because he's been playing. Olenek, the clinic Olenek. Yes. He'll yes. be here long term. So you'll have Olenek, Christian Wood, John Wall. Here's the thing, and whoever they draft, they have to buy in that that will work. Yeah. If they buy in and if they could actually play together, and I know I'm looking forward to next season, I'm a little more excited about next season. Indy, I'm not an NBA coach. I just play one on 2K. Listen, if I had to give Coach Silas any advice – I would start DJ Augustine over Kevin Porter Jr. To, for the veteran presence. Mm -hmm. and he can control that offense better. You put KPJ with that second unit of young, hungry, <laughs> thoroughbreds, Thundercats that just want to run. And KPJ wants to run. And sometimes he can't get out and run like that with the lineup that he's in. And so, like I said, I just play a coach on 2K. Even though I ain't played 2K and I don't know how long. But I would. Oh, and before we go, Indy. We got time. Okay. The the end of did you you watch the end of the Gonzaga UCLA game right? Yes, I watched it live. It was worth every minute. And you said you I put it like this. You know who lost that game for them? 
Who? For, for, you know who lost that game for UCLA? Who? The coach. UCLA's coach. You know why? Look at when the young man picked up Suggs. He was still retreating. Even though he had two players in front of him, if he'd have just stepped up, he didn't even have to follow him. Just step up and stop the flow of the ball. When Suggs got the ball from out of bounds, he had the momentum. When he let that shot go, I was like, oh, that's a bucket. Because he already Actually, had built. I thought that too. Because he had a chance to set up, get his form, flip that wrist. I didn't think he was going to bank it in. I felt like it was going to go in. The, the young man. But fatigue could have been a factor too. Somebody said that. No, how Facebook. do you know he didn't tell him how to play that defense? He didn't. And you do. know, no, 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 no. He when you ex- make a half court shot, I'm not blaming anybody. That just means it was meant to be for Gonzaga. Indeed, if he listen, you learn being co- in basketball. I've been coached that way, and I have coached. You step up and you stop the momentum. You stop if he just steps in front of the ball handler. He slows him down to make him make a decision. Even with three. But the way they now, call games now, because of the way you like it, if you touch him, he then you give touch him three. You give him three, uh, three free throws. Then we're saying, oh, just let him shoot. I feel like you foul me every time you give a take. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like a technical every time I hear your take. Saying Michael Brantley's as good as Trout. Come on, man. Uncle that's Mike. Gonna, <laughs> that's gonna do it for us today. Appreciate you. Enjoy the Astros tonight. Enjoy. Baylor bringing it home to Texas as they take on Gonzaga. This has been In the Trenches exclusively on Sports Talk 790. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.